Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. To them, Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But what good is it? What good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it can give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. May God add his understanding to this hearing of his word. So I think I was a senior in high school, and there was a regional gathering of young life, and that meant kids from all over Southern California, and we were either gathered in some place down in Newport Beach. I can't remember exactly where it was. All I could think about was the fact that it was a bunch of goofy kids all crowded into one place, loud, crazy music, and then a a hilarious skit that uh, the Young Life leaders put on. And then the guy who was speaking got up and said to everyone, he started out by saying, as Jesus did, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And I thought about that. Well, there was Chuck Laws, and I used to play basketball against him. He was at Ramona Ramona High School. And I didn't consider him salt of the earth. (laughs) And there was Neil Elliott and Jamie Pappas. These guys were wild men. In fact, I didn't didn't drink at all in high school, hardly ever even through college, but I would be their driver. And bring him home. And one night, Jamie spent the night with me because he, he didn't want his parents to see how much he'd had. And, and uh, we got pulled over one night, and Neil was sitting in the, in the passenger seat, and he had a, one of those great big bottles of beer, and he had it hidden behind his leg. And I, these are wild men. They're salt of the earth. Those guys are light of the world. Yeah. Jesus said they were. What qualification do they have? Well, that's a good question. Because among them were also some Pharisees, some of the very righteous ones, the ones who wanted everyone to know just how good they were, and they paraded it about. There were some, actually, that were called bleeding Pharisees, and they were so concerned about not thinking bad thoughts, that they would walk around with their heads down, and they were called bleeding Pharisees because they'd run into things and start bleeding. (laughs) Which reminds me, I have a little tiny cut on my finger. (laughs) This morning, I was out here by the alley, and someone had thrown 
a glass out here, and it was broken, and I was out here picking it up, and then I went out to sweep it up, and I was thinking about Jesus' words, of course, because I'm out here on the sidewalk thinking about the sermon, and I, that guy was the light of the world? <laughs> Jesus said, yeah. What qualifies them? What makes them salt and them light? And again, I was reminded by that question in my mind by a professor at Princeton Seminary preaching to all of us, talking, or teaching to all of us, lecturing us, and then stepping out from behind the lectern, and he said to all of us, you are under the word, under the word, under the word. That's the qualification. All of those people on the mount were there under the word. It was the word of God coming to them from God himself made flesh. The qualification to become salt and light is nothing that we do, nothing by our effort. It is entirely the effort of God. And so when we are under the word and our lives are characterized by that that devotion to Christ that we, we want to be his children. We want to be salt. We want to be light. And then we're aware when we foul up, when we don't do things right. Just this morning, I had to get something out of the car, and I had the tailgate up and went to the Opposite side, passenger side, got something, went around, then I hit my head on the tailgate. Didn't say anything, but I hit the tailgate like this. <laughs> then I thought, you know how it is. That's how we are. It's just the nature of us. But we're still under the word, and therefore we are, we are the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. We're the ones in whom the Lord puts his work. And Don, what a beautiful song you gave us to lead into this about a little candle. You realize the human eye can see a lit candle, if conditions are right, three and a half miles away. That's how much one little candle, what difference it can make. And from the satellites in heaven, they know that at Christmas time, the suburbs are, the lighting in the suburbs are increased by 50% because of all the Christmas lights on homes. So just a little tiny bit of light makes all the difference. Salt, likewise, you know how it is. Just a little bit of sprinkling on anything makes it taste so much better, sometimes too much, too good. We like salt. And um, so it just, it doesn't take a lot, but it takes God's people being under the word. Under the word. To be that salt and light. And yet Jesus says, but the salt can't lose its, its savor. 
Otherwise, it's worthless. And the light can't be hidden. Otherwise, it does no good. And so the calling of God is to be a particular kind of people and to maintain our integrity as being related to God. Knowing what it means to be under the word means to be under God and to be submissive to the leadership of Christ in our lives. And one pastor preaching to his church 85 years ago said this, how does Christ's community differ from the world? We've come through a time of peril and we are not finished with it yet. When we are told everything will be quite different, when you as a church cease to have such an entirely different flavor, when you as a church cease to be different, when you cease practice to practice preaching, which is opposite of the world around you and what the world around you preaches, you really must suit your message to the world. You really must bring your creed into harmony with the present. Then you will again become influential and, and powerful. You don't want to be on the wrong side of history. We've heard that before. And this is all tongue-in-cheek on his part. He says, Dear brethren, that means the salt loses its savor. We must not, for heaven's sake, make the German gospel out of the gospel. We must not, for heaven's sake, make the German church out of Christ. We must not, for heaven's sake, make German Christians out of evangelical Christians. When we simply, as a church, as a people, take the lead from our culture, whatever that lead, or pardon me, whatever that culture may be, when we appropriate the values of the culture and we look just like everything around us, we don't have anything to say. We don't have anything to hear. And we are likewise misrepresenting God. I would say that is probably the primary reason why the mainline church is in such steep decline. When I was ordained as a Presbyterian coming out of seminary, there were four and a half million Presbyterians. Or probably less than one million today. But the Presbyterian church, particularly the PCUSA, has has labored to accommodate itself to the surrounding culture. So that we, what we hear on the news, we could hear there. And it has lost its savor. Our Lord tells us, we don't take our, wor- our, our lead from the world. The Apostle Paul says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your hearts and minds and souls. Derive your identity, who you are, not from some dominant group, not from cooperating and going along to get along. Derive your identity. Understand that who you are has come to you by God's designation. 
And, and that is such good news. Because all of us, as we grow up, we find that, that um, we have something in us that we want to, bl- that we want to blame on mom or dad. <laughs> something about us that we don't like, but somehow we can't help it. So we want to blame, but instead we appropriate the identity that Christ gives to us. And he says to us, you are, you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. That's, that's good news. When we, when we labor just to know who God is, and again, this life, when you boil it down, when you really get down to the core of things, this life for each one of us is about our relationship ultimately with God. That's really the middle of all things for each of us. Our relationship with God. Knowing God. Understanding who he is and and who we are in relation to God. And then we understand who we are in relation to one another. But the great affirmation that our Lord gives us, is we don't don't have to be like those bonehead Pharisees that keep running into things because they're trying so hard not to sin. They can't do it. Instead, this life really is not about sinning less. It's good when we do, but that's not what life's about. Life is about loving more, not sinning less. And the more we love, let's face it, the more we're going to sin because we're involved with people and life is messy. But that's what salt of the earth people do. They love more. They get out of the salt shaker as Pastor Bill was indicating. Get out of the salt shaker and into the world. We are here for the world that God loved so much that he sent his son to die for it. And that's why we're here. That we might be a tiny pinch of salt in this larger culture. We might be an ever so faint dot of light to a life that is living in darkness. And we might be those who carry that light and that savor into the world on God's behalf. And as Jesus said here, let others see it, not for your sake. Let others see your good works so that God would be glorified through you for the sake of God's reaching others and entering into a relationship with him. Will you bow with me in prayer? Father, under your word, we are we're salt. Under your word, we are light. Thank you, O Lord, that you have thereby so dignified us by 
employing us and deploying us to be your people in the world. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.